Hi everyone, it's V. Welcome back to Grit and Glamour, the podcast. Today's podcast is a request that I received from Cindy C. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for your request. And it is about dating, dating in the digital era. Now, this isn't something that I am completely familiar with because I've kind of been out of the loop. I've been married for almost 10 years and I didn't do a lot of dating. I'm kind of one of those people that's like a serial monogamist. I've had just a few serious long-term relationships and two of those were marriages. So I I will say from the get-go, I don't have like real world experience in dealing with this situation, but I do have a story that might inspire you, Cindy, and it might inspire others who are looking for their life partner. So first I'm going to tell you my story and then I'm going to go into my thoughts on dating in the digital era. So my story, if you've listened to other podcasts, you know that I was married before and I ended that marriage and I'm married now. Now This marriage, the way that I met my husband, and I'm not going to go into a long version of this story because it's way too long and you know, it's kind of, it's personal. All I'll say is this, I ended up on a dating site, but it was a very niche dating site. And it wasn't, it was back before even Tinder wasn't even around. It was a very niche dating site geared toward Greeks. And, and by the way, my husband's not Greek. We won't even get into that. But so I went on the site out of pure curiosity because I knew someone else that was on it who had met someone and was actually engaged to that person. And I just went on the site now that I was technically single and sort of looking to occupy my time, I was like, what in the world is this about? Because I had never experienced anything like this. This was sort of the beginning of the digital era of dating. And I was curious. So I went on and I saw my husband's profile. And just to cut a long story short, we made contact and it was something that he said that really helped me click with him. And it was the identification of a particular song that is from a band that is, it is literally my favorite song from this band. And it's one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's kind of an obscure band. It's definitely a 90s band that a lot of people wouldn't really be familiar with. So I, that immediately perked me up and, uh, and I really tuned in. And from there we, we talked and Uh, The interesting thing is that he was in Australia and I was in America. So there was one thing. This was also just about when Skype was dropping. So Skype was around, but it wasn't fully video yet. And then I think the video component came out, but I had, get this, a Skype handset. They actually had like a cordless phone. There was a Skype handset and we set one rule for ourselves and that was to not do any, any kind of video meeting, any kind of video talking or video calls until we met each other face to face. So we only talked on the phone and it really allowed us to get to know each other. And we talked for six months before we actually met in person, literally on the phone almost every day, trying to navigate the crazy hour the time difference between Australia and the East Coast of the United States. And we talked and talked and we really learned about each other. And 
in in some aspects removing the physical removing be able to being able to see this person and spend time with them in person really forced us to get to know each other on a very personal intellectual mental emotional level we did share pictures with each other over the course of those six months and got to know each other in that regard and, you know, a shared musical taste and things like that, which we were totally on the same page. We put, pretty much figured that out from the get-go from that one of those first conversations when he mentioned that song. But it was, I feel, a key point in our connection and our, our courtship was that we took a long time, six months getting to know each other before actually meeting each other in person. That's a long time to develop a friendship with someone. And that's what we were. We were friends. We did eventually meet. We met in person. We spent some time together in the United States. After several more months of being apart, I visited him in Australia and that's kind of, you know, it kind of sealed the deal. We knew where we stood. We had both actually been married before. So this like was not our first time at the rodeo and we knew exactly what we wanted and didn't want in future partners. And I honestly, we are so well paired and have so much in common. I really, it it feels like a fate soulmate thing almost every single day that I wake up. Wasn't easy to get where I am. I may do a podcast about that at some point in the future. We had obstacles. It wasn't always easy, especially if anyone has done long distance dating. It is very, very difficult, but I'm not going to get focused on that now. We are going to move on to my thoughts about dating in the digital era. And then there are some tips online and some other ideas about where you can actually meet people. So let's get into that perspective. My thoughts about dating online. Well, first of all, I wouldn't touch Tinder with a 10 foot pole. Tinder, everyone knows, is a hookup app and I, I don't know anyone, and I've even seen, seen in some of these articles I've pulled up about dating in the digital era, and they're like, you know what, if you're looking for a serious long-term relationship and you want to use a, an online app, then Tinder is not the one that you should use. So there were other ones out there. There's Match, there's eHarmony. Oh, there's probably who knows how many now. I think a lot of them are, are more serious because they ask for lengthier profiles and things like that. But I'm also a big proponent of actually doing this old style. The unfortunate thing about being in the digital age is that we're so connected digitally, it has killed, it has actually killed our ability to communicate effectively in person and even online. All the, and, and Cindy mentioned in her email to me, you know, guys texting with like emojis and, and the over texting and stuff like that. I, I couldn't even deal with that. Like in, if you're an adult, it's time to grow up, pick up the phone, meet face to face, minimize the texting, get on a phone call and actually talk to each other because it's too easy to hide behind your phone, to hide behind text, to be evasive or elusive or aloof, whatever you want to call it. I feel like part of the problem in this day and age is that everyone's hiding behind a screen instead of getting face to face. Sure, you get nervous, but that's part of the fun, the excitement and the butterflies and when you meet someone and not all dates have to be a disaster. You know, sometimes you have a great date. Maybe in the end, it's not the right fit 
but you can still have fun with someone and make a new friend who might know someone else. You just never know. So I would say the first thing for me personally, I, I would stay away from Tinder and I would probably try and do this offline as much as possible. Now, one of the articles I read, which is on Marie Claire, uh, the UK version of Marie Claire, the magazine is the name of the article is why do you really swipe right? Seven things you didn't know about digital dating. So one important point they make is that people are looking too hard for perfection. And I think this is especially true with women. I think women have very high standards for their future mates and I, let me, let me put this out there too. I can only speak from the perspective of a heterosexual. So if you are not a heterosexual, it's not to leave you out, but I'm not about to try and address dating in a world that I am totally not familiar with. So this is based on the man woman dynamic. And I think, and I've seen way, way too many times because my husband has friends that are, you know, on Tinder and on dating apps and they chit chat about it. And he always says to me, and then he's like, oh my gosh, I am so glad I'm not having to date right now because it's really not easy. But looking too hard for perfection. So many women need Mr. Tall, Dark, Handsome, Rich, Perfect, making X amount a year. Uh, if I thought like that, I would have never found anyone. And you know what? I am wildly happy where I am and in my marriage. So it's important to also remember you might have all these ideas about your perfect partner as a woman, but what are you bringing to the table? This is what I always say to my husband when he tells me one of these stories like, oh, you wouldn't believe, you know, I know this person and they saw this on the dating site and this woman actually had the audacity to write that you need to be making six figures a year to date me. And my, my response to him, to, you know, to that person would be, you know, you show me your W2, honey, and then I'll show you mine. You know, it's outrageous. Everyone is spending so much time putting their emphasis on things like money that they're forgetting that these are human beings. And if you find a great partner, you will build your life together. You will create a future for yourselves. You will create your home and you will you will build your lives together. That is an important part of evolving too. And one of the benefits about dating a little older and being a little older when you're out there is you know this and you know what you need to do to work and you're not, you've already done, you know, you've done the me time. So you're ready for the we time. Another caveat or problem with dating online is the idea that there are too many choices. And I think too many people are always waiting for the next best thing. They always think there's something better coming their way. Sometimes you need to go with just having a good time, whatever it is that's a draw to someone, their personality, you know, common interests, common hobbies. Instead of focusing on all the big picture, focus on just those few things that make them likable and get to know them before you you know, swipe away before you click and, and say no. Get to know someone who has some things that you already like about them. Because honestly, there may not be another better thing for you. And this is what I'm starting to see too, is a lot of women really getting late into their 30s and early 40s. And a lot of these women want to have children. And we all know your fertility 
takes a nosedive with every year after pretty much age 30. So I think that it's important to remember that time is not necessarily on your side. And if you're interested, if you meet someone that you're clicking with, just give it a chance. Don't always assume that you're going to find something better because the person that you really need to be with might be right in front of you. This is one point in this article that is huge for me. And I think also is one of the reasons why I kind of had this in the back of my head when I was talking to my husband on Skype and the reason why we refused to, we agreed to not make it a video call. And in the article, this says online dating has turned vocabulary sexual. It is, it reads, there's something about the anonymity of dating apps that turns conversations sexual very quickly. And this is a huge problem. This is the sexual component in dating. Obviously everyone has to have sexual chemistry with someone they're interested in. That's an important part of a relationship, but the problem obviously is getting a little going, crossing that line way, way, way too soon. And the, you know, turning things into not, you know, naughty talk and naughty photos. It's just not the grounds. That is not the way you create and build a relationship that's going to last because you're, you're going to that sexual place way, way, way too early. And that brings me to my own point on, on this subject. And I, I, you know, anyone, you guys can think what you want and say what you want, but I'm telling you that adage, that, that old school saying, you know, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? It is true. You may not want to accept it. You might have, you know, your feminist leanings and whatever, and that's fine. But men are programmed one way and women are programmed another. Men are hunters. They like the chase. They like the game. And if you go straight to the bedroom on date three, that is, that's outrageous. That is outrageous. You do not know someone in three dates. I don't care if those are three 24 hour dates. That is not nearly enough time for you to be jumping in bed with them. And why would someone stick around if, if it was a conquest, if you just give yourself up like that. You know what I mean? It's one thing to want to have an intimate relationship with someone. It's another just to, you know, sow your wild oats. I think that for some reason, I don't know where this three date rule even came into play. It is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And I think it's way, way too soon to be intimate with anyone. And I honestly think that most women, if they think that is going to lead them to a longtime partner, it's probably not going to happen. Honestly, if I were talking to someone online and, or even if I'd met them in person and then the text or the conversation turned this way very quickly, I just, just nip it in the bud because if someone is looking to be intimate with you and they don't really know you. They are not interested in knowing you. They're just interested in knowing your body. So I would move on. The question then becomes, well, when is it okay to be intimate? Well, I think the longer you wait, the better you get to know each other, the better off you'll be. So to bring this back around, Cindy and, and the rest of you who might be in this situation, if I were going to be on the market again in dating, 
I would pretty much avoid the digital stuff altogether. There are so many other ways to meet people in real life. And I think that's the way to go. Just get to know people in person. Then you can get numbers and you can do a little bit of texting or whatever. But I think the best thing to do is to try and avoid the online stuff altogether because it's so easy to get your feelings hurt. There are so many people out there playing games, playing head games, and they do have anonymity and distance. And I feel like it is a place that is not for the faint at heart. And you're going into it with your heart in mind. You're looking for a partner. So I say just ditch it all together and do IRL in real life. There's a fantastic article that was in Bustle about the best ways to meet someone in real life because online dating really isn't the only option. I think people forget that. Sure, it can connect you to someone across the world. That doesn't make it easier. It actually makes it a lot harder. So one of the places, one of the pieces of advice Bustle gave is that you never skip your work happy hour. You never know who your coworkers will know, who might be out. Happy hour is kind of a safe time because it's not late in the night. You're not in a club. You have the safety of your coworkers around you. So you just never know. You never know if one of your office friends will have someone that you hit it off with. Other places to meet people in real life is to go to an event, a Facebook event that your friends are already going to or to go to your friends' birthday parties. And this is an interesting one. Take public transportation to work. I love it. If the Instagram account Hot Dudes Reading has taught us anything, it's that the subway is an oyster of attractive people who may be your ideal match. Okay, I don't know. That might be an exaggeration, even though Hot Dudes Reading is a great Instagram feed. But you never know where you will meet someone. And if you are on the same route all the time, you never know when there might be that cute stranger that's on the same route with you and you end up getting to talk to them or or bumping into them accidentally. Oh yeah, don't think you're above that. You can always accidentally and gently bump into someone and use it as a way to break the ice and get to know them. And you never know, you could exchange numbers, especially if you're getting, you know, you can tell when someone's looking at you. You know how you have that sense. You can tell when people are checking you out. So if someone's checking you out, but they're not making the move, you might need to literally move into them. Volunteering is a great place to meet people. Obviously, that is going to weed out the lazies from the people who are altruistic and really like-minded and thoughtful. That's a wonderful opportunity to meet people. This is a kind of funny tip, though it's true. Get a dog or borrow one. People, dogs are the best icebreaker and they're magnets. If there are men listening to this podcast and you want to meet a woman total chick magnet especially if it's a if you're a big burly guy find the tiniest dog that you can find and walk that dog because it is so charming and disarming it's very contradictory and it also goes to it also tells women that you are really confident in yourself another place to meet people is by taking a class this is a double benefit one It gives you something to do and it gets you outside of your normal sphere, your normal haunts. Two, you learn something new. Three, you get to meet new people. So sign up for a class. It might be a cooking class. In the article, it lists pottery, learn how to scuba dive, whatever it is. Whatever it is in the back of your mind that you've been interested in, why not sign up for a class? Agreeing to be set up or 
willingness to go on a date or a blind date that is arranged by people who really care about you and can see commonalities between you and someone else they know, this is a great resource. You should absolutely do it because if you value these people's opinions, if this is an aunt, a relative, a, a great friend, a colleague, if someone is telling you, hey, oh my gosh, you've got to meet this person. I'm telling you, you all are going to hit it off. Trust, because it almost always does work out. When you have a third party objectively looking at you and someone else and thinking in their heads, these two are so similar. They would be great together. Take the chance. It's not going to kill you. Just go and see what happens. And this is an interesting perspective, and it is a recommendation that you do things alone. It's kind of awkward, but even if you go out and eat dinner alone, if you're alone, people are much more likely to approach you. You know, the number of times I've traveled on business on my own and been eating alone at a restaurant bar in a restaurant I swear virtually every single time someone has come up to me. Now, I've always been married, so it's irrelevant. But the point is you are much more approachable when you're not in your gaggle of friends. And it's a lot less intimidating for someone to come up to you when you're sitting on your own. And, you know, if you're looking at your phone or even better, if you're reading a book, then it's something for them to break the ice with and talk about. So that's actually a really good tip is to go out alone and not be with all your girlfriends or all your guy friends all the time. Sometimes you need to leave the people behind to give other people an opportunity to come up to you. I don't know about you all, but male or female, if there was someone I wanted to talk to and they had, you know, five or six of their friends with them, I would not be too inclined to go up. No one wants to be rejected. And no one wants to get shot down in front of a bunch of people. I mean, what could be worse? So anyway, Cindy and others who are listening, I hope this was helpful. I think that one can navigate dating in the digital era, but my perspective is that you dial it down. Start with meeting in real life. And I think that starts with pursuing the things that you are interested in. When you pursue the things you're interested in, then when you meet people that are in the same environment, you already have a common thread. You have some common ground and that's a great place to start a friendship. And then when you start that friendship, take your time and build from there. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Take care.